Love Talk Radio. The following has taken place during Total Sports Live. Career. We also cannot forget the passing yards, 2,723. 
223 passing yards and 14 touchdowns. But we're back here on the podcast once again, and joining me on the line right now is the one and is the one and only Lieutenant Trent Stillman, the newest signee of the Hudson Valley Fort wide receiver. Trent, thanks for coming on the podcast. How are you doing? Hey, appreciate y'all having me. Oh, no problem. We're definitely glad to have you on. You know, the news just funneled across my Twitter last night. I saw that, you know, you had signed with the Hudson Valley Ford and let us talk about that. Uh, the, F- the FXFL season is about to kick off next month, and you're, you're this franchise's first ex- first signing. How does that feel to be this expansion team's first signing going into this season? Um, you know, it's just uh, another opportunity for, get, uh, for me to get back out there and play some football. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a unique opportunity for me, and it keeps me in great shape and keeps me hungry for my next uh, NFL opportunity. Oh, yeah, definitely agree with that. You know, a lot of guys that have went into the FXFL, for anybody that does not know, the FXFL has, pretty, has sent some guys into the NFL and the CFL. Most likely, Todd Boyd played in the, in the FXFL last year. And um, and AC Leonard, the tight end, played in the FXFL last year and was able to get some CFL action. So definitely some building grounds on that. But before but before we even got into all this, you had a very decorated career at um, at Army. You were pretty much one of the best dual threat quarterbacks before this whole explosion of spread offenses came to football and college football. I mean, you had three thousand three hundred and twenty rushing yards more than Tim Tebow, RG3, and Ricky Dobbs, and you have 45 career rushing touchdowns, 2,703 passing yards, 723 passing yards, and 14 passing touchdowns. Just talk about your career at West Point and, you know, just being the quarterback there, at, you know, being a quarterback there because, you know, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of history that comes through there, especially at the quarterback position. Uh-huh. Um, you know, just coming in as a freshman, um, I was extremely blessed to have the opportunity to, to even compete as a starter. And, uh, you know, once I received that news that I would be uh, starting that first game as a freshman, um, you know, I took full advantage of it and, and tried to never look back. Every day I try to bring the same mentality to to practice and, and to the gym or wherever it may be. And that, that was to get better and, and continue to grow as a quarterback and a leader for that game. And uh, the experience there was uh, – you know, it was life-changing. It's a unique place to play college football, and, and the honor that comes with wearing that West Point jersey is, is something special and something that a lot of people don't understand until you get the full effect of being with the program. So, um, you know, that that was definitely a highlight of my football career, a G-highlight of my football career, uh, and, and I wouldn't change those days for anything in the world. Definitely, definitely. And we see with the service academies, you guys all run a different variation of the triple option. We see Air Force do it. We see uh, we see Navy do it sometimes. But you in the triple option at uh, Army was just a dangerous combination. You know, you go back and watch the, high, watch the highlight clips of your career, you only needed one block, and you was able to take it from the distance, pulling upsets against 
uh, Boston College, and then you had a touchdown against Vanderbilt where the play, where everybody thought the play was over and it wasn't over. Just talk about, you know, <laughs> running the triple option because we, we see, you know, like I said, you were one of the one of the dynamic quarterbacks back in the time that had Kibo, RG3, and Ricky Dobbs. Yeah, um, as a quarterback, you gotta you gotta have a different mentality to run a triple option. Um, uh, not only do you have to be uh, physically tough, but you have to be mentally tough. But uh, it's definitely in that offense, you're, you're viewed a little bit more as a running back, and you take a lot more hits than your average quarterback. So, uh, ever since I started picking up the game of football, uh, you know, my my father just instilled to me that. You know, in order to play this game, you have to be tough. But you're going to have to play through a little bit of pain and, and some injuries as possible. So I did I did what I could to, to keep myself on that field. And uh, I brought that tough mentality to the offense. And, uh, you know, we were able to, to do a lot of good things uh, as an offense while I was there. I think we led the nation in rushing maybe three out of the four years I was there. So it was tough to defend us when we were on. And it, it's definitely an offense that, uh, that fit my skill set very well. Definitely, and that offense, and that, that offense helps you propel yourself to the next level to bring in that toughness. And after the, after that, after the senior year was over, in the twenty in the twenty thirteen draft was over. The Baltimore Ravens gave you a call, and you participated in rookie mini camp. How was that experience in twenty four in twenty thirteen? And then we all and then we all know it was cut short because you had to you know do your service time serving this great country, which we definitely thank you for doing that. How was that time period for you getting that call? How was that experience, first of all, just getting the call after the draft saying, hey, the Baltimore Ravens is calling you, and then, you know, you participate in rookie minicamp, and then you got to go right into, right into, uh, right into you know, back into the service? Um, it, it was probably the highest moment in my life, uh, as is for every college player that pursues the next level. And, uh, just getting that phone call, it's, uh, it was really just a sense of relief knowing that everything I put into the game and all the hard work I put into to get better and training uh, had paid off. And uh, for me to have the opportunity to, to join at that time an organization that uh, consistently wins uh, was another great opportunity for me. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, I had a different calling at that time, and it's it, it was a, one of the most humbling callings of my life, being able to, to serve this country and get to get to meet the men and women who selflessly uh, commit themselves to, to serving our country. So it was uh, it was another experience that helped me grow uh, as a leader for sure. Yeah, definitely. And and, and talk more about that because you were away from the game from 2013 all the way up to December from December, from December 2014 when you were, when you got the call. To pursue your to pursue your dream of coming back to the NFL, but just talk about that time period. What was the mindset for you? What was you you know going through at the time? Because were you thinking like, is my dream still a reality? Like, what was going through your mind during that time? Um, yeah, my mindset never changed. Uh, you know, if if football is one is what I wanted to do, then it was something that I was going to put my full max effort into. And you know, even mm-hmm. while serving, I, I found time to get better and to, to continue to train. Um, but every day, I just woke up with the same mentality, and that was to try and uh, expand my career as a football player while managing uh, my duties as an Army officer. So. And then once I got that call in December, I knew it was full go from there. And 
I brought that same mentality every single day. Uh, just saying today was the day I was going to get that call, and if it didn't, it was going to fuel me to get better. And uh, and uh, it finally paid off about a month ago, that's for sure. Definitely did pay off. We're here on the Total Sports Live podcast with new Hudson Valley Fort wide receiver Lieutenant Trent Stillman here on the podcast. And that, yeah, you, you did get the call, and you know, you that's when the journey and the and the, and the, and that's when the journey began for you once again, and your dreams continued. You made the switch from wide from quarterback to wide receiver. We see a lot of mobile quarterbacks make the switch. I mean, we just seen it Monday night, Braxton Miller going from quarterback to an to an ace back. Uh, what's the difference in, you know, going from quarterback to wide receiver? And does it make the transition easier since you were a quarterback and you know pretty much the ins and outs because you're, yeah. you're kind of the point guard of the offense? Right. In terms of just uh, your basic knowledge, uh, it does make that transition a little easier. But, uh, I mean, anytime you've never played a position and you line up out there, it's going to be a little different. The, the biggest thing – changing is just learning technique uh, as a route runner and, you know, just the little things, not selling your routes too short, in and out of your cut, footwork, stuff like that. Um, because, I mean, when you get to that level, you're facing the best defensive back in the entire world and, and they've been keying in on receivers their whole life, so they know the ins and outs. So uh, mm-hmm. that was probably the biggest change for me in terms of uh, – becoming a wide receiver, but, you know, once I fell into that comfort zone, it, it worked out well for me. Yeah, it definitely has, and it's propelled you to some really big things, as, you know, has been, it's been noted that 2015 for you has been a very uh, – it's been a very busy year for you. Started back in uh, March with the Veterans Combine, which was the first time the NFL has ever done that. Talk about yeah. that experience being at the Veteran Combine because there was a lot of guys, you know, a lot of us knew from college football that were playing when you were playing, the Darren Thomases, the Mike Kafkas, the Michael Sims. Uh-huh. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys there. Just talk about being able to be first of all invited to participate in that uh, in that combine and be able to show your skills off. If not Trent Stillman, a quarterback, but Trent Stillman, the wide receiver. Yeah, um, you know, that was another unique opportunity for me, especially uh, in that environment. Uh, it was obviously represented by all 32 teams. Uh, There's a lot of head coaches there and a lot of general managers. And uh, just be able to get out on that stage and, and just run around and, and show them I can compete as a wide receiver. Uh, uh, really just got things started for me, especially coming off that two years of service, uh, letting teams know that uh, my, I'm back in the game and, and my name is back out there was probably the biggest thing for me. Um, mm-hmm. So we, uh, you know, got out there and did some combine testing. And then uh, I think where I really propelled was actually in the, the workout portion of the uh, the entire combine. So, uh it was definitely uh, nice to get on that big stage and be around those players that have been doing it for a long time. Yeah, definitely, and it was and it was well perceived by media and by football fans everywhere. I think it was on the NFL Network too; they were showing it too. So it was really well done by the NFL to get that done. After the Veterans Combine, you then had another chance to uh, to another chance to to show your skills as a wide receiver. This time on a bigger stage, playing in the International Federation of American Football. World Championships in Canton, Ohio, helping Team USA to the gold medal and being named MVP. 
just talk about that because a lot of people don't even, not a lot of people not haven't even heard of this world championship. Yeah. So just talk about that world championship and that experience. Because when I read a story about it, it, it made it seem like it was almost like the Olympic Village and the experience of how it was when the Summer Olympics are happening, the Winter Olympics are happening. Just talk about that whole experience around that being, you know, being uh-huh. at that game and representing your country playing playing football. Yeah, um, I, I fell into that category as one of the people that didn't really know it existed until I got the phone call from Coach Hawkins to, and asked me if I wanted to play. Um, but uh, it was uh, it was an awesome experience. It, it really was. It was it was uh, really neat to get out there and be around a group of players. And how we came together in such a short period of time was uh, was something special, and it really showed. I mean. Um, not to downplay the talent around us, but we had an, a great team. I mean, full of athletes, and I believe a lot of those guys can continue their football career in some type of professional manner. But uh, uh, that was another big step for me personally is not only taking that uh, wide receiver position um, from, you know, a workout setting, but actually putting that into a game-type scenario. And, uh, you know, I, I, I fed in very well. Um, I was able to, to focus on really the slot position where I was able to do a uh, variety of things, whether it was running some wildcats behind center or, or taking bubble screens or even running routes. So uh, it was just – it was what I needed, really. It was a missing link for me in terms of having game go to play in that position. Yeah, definitely, and you you just you just you just you just said it nicely, and you know, like every like I like I read the story about it, it was it was just it was a lot of teams, and it's great to see the game of football being able to be expanded. Just not over here in America, we've seen other different teams from other countries play. It seemed like a very uh, great game to be at, and you talked about playing in the playing in the slot as a wide receiver. How is it playing the slot, the wide receiver? Because we we feel they feel we feel like almost and when we watch football that the slot guys don't get a lot of respect. They always talk about the guys that are on the outside, you know, the big guys, the six foot three, six foot two guys, you know, that's on yeah. the outside making plays. What's the difference make? What's the difference between playing on the outside and inside? Because I think on the inside it's kind of more difficult because you're that number three guy, but you're also the guy that kind of, you know, you got to worry about the safety over the top, or if you're nickel the corner, you got the extra corner out there, or you might be in a situation where a team's playing the base defense and you're going against a linebacker, and that's advantage to you. Yeah, I think that last point you made was was the big thing for slot receivers is that when you're lined up in that slot, um, you can you can gather a lot of mismatches whether it's uh, playing or going head up against a linebacker or safety. And uh, a lot of the slot receivers you see nowadays are usually categorized more as quick than they are fast. So mm-hmm. those matchups um, might see a little or seem a little uneven at times when you have a a very or a smaller guy that's a lot quicker than you know uh, a linebacker or a safety, and they're usually deemed as running you know the the shorter routes or um, the routes that are coming over the middle. So it takes it takes a uh, it takes a, a different type of athlete to play that position because I believe you're also uh, susceptible probably to, to those bigger hits coming in the middle a little bit more. But uh, you got to be tough. And you got to be able to, to get open, uh, whether, like I said, it's facing that linebacker or safety. And, uh, you know, the guys that are successful at it in the league are, are just that. You know, your Julian Edelmans, your Wes Welker, those guys are tough. You know, they they have proven that it doesn't matter how big, how fast, how quick you are, that if you can play football, 
and you're going to produce, and that's what they've done. Yeah, you know, you're you're definitely right about that. And you mentioned two great slot slot guys right there, and can't forget to mention Cole Beasley, who was starting to make his name yep. in the slot raw receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. Like you said, you got to be tough, and that goes right to your background. Because you say, like you just said earlier, you know, when you're the uh, when you're the when you're when you're the quarterback running that uh, triple option, you got to be tough because you're going to have defensive linemen crashing on you, DN linebackers. Somebody's crashing down to try to blow you up, and, and you go out and make them miss. So I definitely, definitely think that you being a quarterback, being tough and being quick, making them quick moves helps you definitely be a slot wide receiver. Yeah, it really does. It really does, and that's a lot of a lot of what I've been focusing on uh, definitely in my training. So it's uh, like I said, it's paid off well for me. And it paid off well this month in August, as on the as on the first of at the first of August you were signed. Uh, you were brought in by the Baltimore Ravens. They signed you, and you got the experience. Go through preseason, playing in three preseason games, finishing with one catch for 18 yards against my Philadelphia Eagles. I'll just say that against my Eagles, you got a catch. <laughs> talk about just talk about you know finally you know living your dream, being in being in training camp, going through preseason games, I mean, you got one of the, probably one of the, you know, one of the great, one of the greatest wide receivers, little, little guy wide receivers and Steve Smith senior to learn from in that wide receiver court. Just, you know, just talk about just, you know, that experience finally, you know, being able to live your dream, being in the NFL, playing in preseason games, and then learning from a guy like Steve Smith senior. Um, you know, it, it was everything that I had hoped for, and uh, to, like I said, to have that opportunity a second time, uh, it's something, uh, something special, and I'm very blessed to have because a lot of people don't see that second opportunity. But uh, mm-hmm. again, with a, an organization like Baltimore, it's uh, you learn a lot of things, and you get to be around a lot of people who, who are very proven in the league. Like you said, Steve Smith, Steve is uh, – he, he is a fireball, and I mean, you gotta respect that guy. Uh, no matter what, he is—he is a true, true player. And for him to be able to do it as long as he's done it is—is is really, in my mind, is unbelievable. It's—it's uh, it's mm-hmm. rare. It's rare, and in my in my opinion, he'll be definitely a Hall of Famer. So I mean, that's a, that's a probably the biggest thing I picked up from him is that no matter how big, tall, or fast you are, or or what you can do. If you carry that attitude, like you can be, like you are the best player on the field, then you definitely will be. And from seeing him to work every day and practice like he does is, uh, it was something I learned a lot from. And uh, you know, but for me, uh, I think it's just the first step uh, for something great to come. Uh, I just had a, I just needed that opportunity really to get my foot in the door somewhere and, and prove that I could, I belong on on the field uh, in this league and. You know, I think I did that. I had, you know, a great camp. Uh, I just think all around the numbers game got me. So, uh, you know, I'm ready to make my next move and be an impact player for somebody. Yeah, definitely the vaunted number game. Numbers game, we see that everywhere across the NFL. The final 53 yeah. is always a numbers game. And some guys make it to the practice squad. And it, that's just how it goes. And it's sad to see that because sometimes you'll be like, this guy really deserves to make it. He really put in the work, but it's just like – the numbers just don't work out that way. But luckily for you, you now have that next opportunity playing with Hudson Valley with in the XFL. I mean, uh what are you what are you what are you expecting to uh 
to take from this opportunity? Uh, what are your basically what are your expectations to come into the season with uh, Hudson Valley? Because it's not because there's it, this, this is a short season. It's not so long than the NFL, long than the NFL. So it's like break, but we're about to start training camp very soon, and we're about to start playing uh-huh. games in a couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, first and foremost is to win. Uh, I mean, that's my mentality anywhere I go. And, you know, that's the that's mentality I try to bring to a team is uh, to win and, and compete every single day and, and get better. And, uh, you know, it's just another great opportunity for me to continue to build my craft, craft as a wide receiver and, and continue to work on that. So, uh, you know, I'm just showing up with the mentality right now to continue to get better and, and take what's given to me and uh, try to earn something. Every single day, uh, earn a spot, earn a spot on special teams, whatever it takes uh, to to help this team win, and not only that, to get myself back into the league. And definitely, and I think if any NFL team, scout, GM, or any CFL guy, any NFL guy listening to the podcast now, this is the type of guy that you want on your roster, without a doubt, he's gonna uh, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it all for you. So. Uh, that's pretty much that's just going to wrap it up here on the uh, Total Sports Live podcast here, joined by Lieutenant Trent Stillman here on the pod. But before we go and end off this podcast, uh, Trent, what would you say to the guys or just anybody, well, especially to the guys that, you know, that are, that are in your position or, you know, or that, that are thinking about giving up their dreams in the NFL, just saying, you know, it just didn't work out for me, I got cut. Before that fit, final 53 on that Tuesday, I just don't know if it's going to work out for me. What would you, you know, say about that for just them or just people in general about chasing their, you know, their goals and dreams? Uh, continue to grind. I mean, that's what it's about. It. The reason a lot of these guys don't make it is because they give up. But, uh, I mean, I, I'm a firm believer uh, that your opportunity is right around the corner. It's just a matter of what you do with it. Uh, like I said, I kept the same mindset every day for two years. It's, you know, today's the day I'm going to get that phone call. And if I don't, then I'm going to go right back to work and it's going to continue to fuel me to get better. And so, you know, it finally paid off for me because I, I stayed the course and uh, I continue to, to, to train and, and play the game I love. So I'm going to continue to grind it out until I can't do more. Definitely, and I think that's we. I think that's as for something for anybody listening to today's show. They can take that. They can take that from today's show and learn from it, and and take that as words of encouragement. That's going to wrap up the show here today on the Total Sports Live podcast. I like the. I like again to thank Trent for coming on. We wish him the best of luck this season with Hudson Valley. Uh, make sure, guys, you can. Uh, you can follow. Uh, I don't know what Trent's Twitter handle is. I forget off the top of my hand. Trent, where can all NFL fans, FXFL fans, follow you at on Twitter? It's uh, Trent underscore Stillman. There you go. Follow him on Twitter, Trent underscore Stillman. Trent, have a great season. I hope we have you back on the podcast. Keep in touch, and we're going to be watching you this season on ESPN3 in Hudson Valley. Have a great season. All right. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. And that's going to wrap up the podcast here on Block Talk Radio. I'd like to thank everybody again for tuning in for this special edition. Uh we'll talk to you guys uh, in a couple of weeks in a couple of days as we'll be doing a podcast on Sunday talking about the NFL and then another one on Monday night uh recapping the Eagles game kind of like a post game. But for Jovan Alford, for me, Jovan Alford and everybody that tuned in to listen to Trent come on and talk. Thanks again everybody. And we'll uh, talk to you guys same time, same place here 
on Blog Talk Radio. Everybody have a good one.